when I was 18 years old, I got this wild hair and I thought, aerobics, I can do it. I was taking classes. It was new back then, you know, at least for us, you know, and I was able to pass the test to teach the class and it was so much fun. I absolutely loved it. And there's no way in the world that I think I could physically do it again today, which is a bummer because it was something that I felt that I was good at. I had fun at it and I made people laugh and people took my class. So that was pretty cool, but my body couldn't make it now. And at this point, for the first time in my life, I was told by my fasciologist and the doctor agreed. They recommended that I do not exercise. And I used to teach aerobics, but now they recommend no exercising for me. That bridge that I did a couple of weeks ago, that all I did was lie flat on my black, my black, flat <laughs> off. There you go. I lie. I was lying flat on my back. I had my legs bent. I bridged up, and then I spread my legs apart to strengthen my glutes. I did that a couple of times. Those few movements that little bit of taking my pelvis out of neutral position messed me up to the point that I had my fascial remodeling session yesterday and I am still covered in the marks. You can see where the tool went up my body. She used all of her weight to move things back that she could I twisted myself up. I couldn't walk. I was in misery for the past two weeks. Absolutely in misery. And you know what else? I couldn't think straight. I was crying. I just didn't feel right. And all it was was a simple little bridge that I will never allow my body to do again. Now, how many times have you done that? How many times has physical therapy had you do pelvic tilts that eventually turn into a bridge? And imagine your fascia holds trauma and my body was just all messed up from that one little movement after I had everything put back into place because it took a couple of weeks it was a matter of going in realigning my body because my body was out of alignment now that's what I used to do all of the time that was before my diagnosis, and that was after my body was totally ravaged with this illness, I guess. But every time 
I did, I because I used to do the exact thing in aerobics when I was 18. Now I'm 53. So I was doing that. My goodness, that's even a sexual position if you think about it. And I, I got into that position quite a bit. And over time, it gradually tore my fascia. It gradually damaged my fascia to where my pelvis wasn't working at all. Now, when it happens, the pain is so much more severe. It's so much more intense that I can't walk straight. It felt like my knees were giving out all from my pelvis. I felt like I needed knee braces again. I felt like I needed a hip belt because there was no support in my body. And I've been crying. I was thinking it was the bromide. I still don't know. And now, even though I thought and still kind of think it's the end-all, be-all medication, I can't get my doctor to call me back to help me get the right dosage because I know I kind of needed more. But because I've been on this emotional roller coaster, I'm thinking it's menopause. I'm thinking I finally have hit menopause because I'm breaking out in these horrible sweating moments, these hot flashes. But I hadn't been doing that since I started taking that bromide. But I don't want to be on something that I can't get help with the doctor from. I'm afraid of it. If it's that strong, if it's something that's going to be tearing at my emotions, but I also know that my body was out. And I'm upset because I felt, I got up in the middle of the night feeling good. I mean, absolutely incredible. And I thought, well, I'm going to surprise my husband, get up, go do the laundry. And I bent down. And as soon as I bent down, my left hip, I felt it pop right out. And I was like, oh, man. And I just started crying because I'm like, <laughs> I was fixed. And I screwed myself up. But I had him take a towel and hook it onto my leg and pull it out. And I think I fixed it. I'm currently on heat and ice at the moment. I do double duty when it comes down to it because it hurts so daggone bad. But I was so mad at myself because for the first time in weeks, I could tell that I was walking properly. I could find my balance. And I've pretty much been told nothing for the next week. No isometric exercises, no pool, and... I'm not doing therapy. I'm going to do nothing except regular things. And I was like, doing laundry is a regular thing. I can do that. No problem. Evidently, not so regular for me. That bending down, having, and, and it's just so odd, but my left leg was pointing forward and I turned to the side and that's just something our bodies don't do so well. So I'm bummed 
at the moment that I might have screwed myself up because that was one of the most painful sessions that I've had because the tension from my pelvis was up in my neck, was up in the jawline of my face. I was in so much pain and it was from my pelvis. So imagine what you're doing to your body every day just trying to walk when you have all these little tears and your pelvis isn't quite just right. You might not be like me. You might not have that problem. But emotionally, how do you feel? A lot of trauma is in our fascia. And it kind of is what I'm considering the foundation of my body. If it's not, I mean, it's, 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 I'm thinking of my body like a house. If the foundation of a house isn't steady, then the whole house isn't going to uh, be up for too long. My fascia is my foundation. I have to do everything in my power to keep my fascia as healthy as possible. So if that means for the next week, do absolutely nothing, then that's what's going to happen. I'm going to be much more cautious on my bending. I'm a little upset that I did what I did. I got a lot I've got to do today. I've got a lot of driving I've got to do. I've got to get my son to some places. I'm working my way and don't tell anybody, but my husband doesn't know, but rather than just stopping the bromide, I'm going to see if I can manage just by cutting it in half and slowly taking my body off of it and seeing if I can fight this fatigue. I know this is stupid and you're probably going, Christy, this is ridiculous, but I'm afraid to be on something that could be just so daggone strong with no guidance. That's just another fear. Something else I don't want to have to deal with. And we have enough of those, don't we? I mean, it's just... It's, it's just an endless, vicious cycle. And it's something that we always have to be in fear of. It's something we always have to be on the lookout for. Emma Lynn, is that you? Come here, girl. You can. I'll be your pillow. Because I'm more than willing to lie here and do nothing until it's time for me to get up to take my son to the errands that we have to run. I'm not doing anything out of the normal because I want to keep my body as fashionably functional as possible. That's what I need to do. I'm going to keep my foundation as strong as possible. And I'm going to do, hey girl, come here. Hey girl. I was able to take her to the vet yesterday. And you know what? The vet, my son carried her for me. 
because I couldn't lift her, you know, in the little baggage thing. And, you know, I've known this vet for years, and it was just the oddest thing. And she's really good when she's talking about herself. But she walks in, and she just looks at me, and she goes, Oh, you're so thin. And what do you say when someone says something like that to you? It wasn't like, Oh, you look so great. You look good. Oh, you're so thin. And your hair's brown. I'm not used to seeing your hair brown. I mean... What do you say to people like that? I wanted to say, well, <laughs> it's not very nice, but I mean, I could look at her. She's like five foot four. I'm six foot one. And I was looking and her hair was very thin. And I was like, yes, my, I'm probably just as thin as the hair on top of your head. But no, we don't do that. We just sit there and allow somebody to say whatever it is they're going to say. And we just have to deal with it. My son said, she was real nice as long as she was talking about herself. She did walk in and also say, well, so have you gotten those seizures under control? So she did think of me for a few minutes, but it was just an awkward appointment. And then I thought, wow, I mean, I know I've lost weight, but it's just not the way you want to be greeted by somebody. But that's okay, because fashionally speaking, I am back on track with the exception of what I did to screw myself up today. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to forget that I did it. I'm going to sit right here, let the heat and the ice do its work, and realize that I will bridge never again. Exercising is not in my makeup, and I guess it's a good thing I'm thin, because <laughs> thank you, Dr. Brown. I'm going to get in that pool, though. I'm going to start getting back into walking in the water. Not walking on water. Not possible. But walking in the water because that's how I can build strength. That's my best way. That's the safest way for my joints. So I hope you're out there doing well. I hope your pain is minimal. I hope you're having a great day. And I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It means an awful lot to me. I'm going to sit right here. Heat, ice, and Emma in my lap. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.